that smell. Just like cornbread done to Metal Faithful, it is I, your mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Radledge, and this is the Metal Hammer of Doom. Tonight, we are celebrating, yes, we're always celebrating something, it's like a party, non-stop party, we're partying in the USA, that's what we're doing, um, but we are celebrating the 30th anniversary, or as the kids say, the late 1900s anniversary of the Metallica Black Album. They released a uh, something like 60-some-odd, 53, 53-track 53 digital album called The Blacklist um, <clears throat> commemorating the 30th anniversary of The Black Album. And we're not going to be here for the next six months playing all 53 songs because that's insanity. But... I've got Jesse Starcher and Robert Cooper here, and we picked 20 selections from the Blacklist to play for you this evening and talk about. We'll talk about some of the other ones, too, but we're only going to listen to 20 out of the 53. So let me bring them out here, and we can share all of our warm memories of the Black Album and the, of the late 1900s. First, <laughs> that giggling you hear right there is the man... Uh, who he was essential, and now he's back. Jesse Starcher, how do you do, sir? Ah, Mark Radlich, I am glad to be here to talk about one of the, I mean, probably one of the most important albums in my life, at least adjacent to what we're talking about here with the Blacklist. Uh, Yeah, Metallica's Black Album drops 1991, and... Uh, I just real quick. I know you're, you're. We got somebody else to introduce, but I want to. I want to throw this out here. We can come back to it, circle back to it, whatever. But I, I saw a. I had seen a meme or just a picture on on Facebook, and it had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tapes, cassette tapes, ladies and gentlemen. I think I've seen the one uh, you're talking about. Yes, and it said these albums were released within 44 days of each other in 1991. Mm-hmm. Starting with Metallica's Black Album, Pearl Jam's 10, Guns N' Roses' Use Your Illusion 1 and 2, Red Hot Chili Peppers' Blood Sugar Sex Magic, Soundgarden's Bad Motor Finger, and Nirvana's Nevermind. And that right there puts into perspective probably some of the greatest hard rock slash grunge, whatever you want to call it there, uh, albums that got released in the tightest span of time that I could really 
imagine 44 days these things were getting within of the within each other uh but yes metallica's black album i've got plenty of stuff to talk about in regards to that but uh i i turn it back over to you sir turn it back over to you 1991 what a year yeah pretty a banner <laughs> year in, in music and and uh, that chuckling you hear is the man who started it all with me the man who was brave enough to uh, leave the confines of comfortable writing for the 401 Music Zone to spend an hour or two with me talking about metal albums. Ladies and gentlemen, the Metal Coop, Robert Cooper, how do you do, sir? You know, it's funny. I actually did find some of my old metal columns using the uh, the Wayback Machine. <laughs> and uh, it was it was like a blast from the past. I was like, man, I knew what I was talking about, but boy, howdy, was I a little too formal. <laughs> uh, funny thing, uh, you mentioned 1991. I was not born when any of those albums came out because I was born in December of 1991. Oh, yeah. Look at you, little baby. Oh, baby coop. It's, you can still yeah, claim they, the year as being the greatest year ever since you were born in it, so there you go. That's true, and they could put me on the cover of Nevermind, and uh, I could sue for emotional damage after my piss-poor art career tanks. <laughs> so... When I was just a lad, a I young warthog, I was out there earning money, mowing lawns like you do when you live in the suburbs and you're not a shiftless layabout. And, uh, you know, I get $10 per lawn and I would save up my money and I would go buy tapes at the Sam Goody. For you kids, that Sam Goody used to be at a thing called the mall. Okay. Mm, mm-hmm. Remember Sam Goody? Uh, uh, I remember Sam Goody. Yeah, Goody got it. I never got to experience one. I was more uh, Suncoast. Yeah, the, okay. Well, well, Suncoast was more VHS tapes than it was uh, cassette tapes. Like mu- music cassette That's tapes. That's true. Yeah, because uh, we had one of those too. In any case, the point being, I used to go to the Sam Goody and I would buy some cassettes. And I remember, and I told you, Jesse, I, I spent my hard-earned money on... Paula Abdul's Forever Your Girl, mm. Nina Sherry, uh, you know, the Buffalo Stance. The Buffalo Stance, yep. Yep. Um, I think the hardest thing I was listening to at the time was like Motley Crue's Dr. Feelgood, which we covered here on the Metal Hammer of Doom once upon a Superblog team up. But uh, I was just starting to dip my toes in the metal scene. I had moved from the black neighborhood to the white neighborhood uh, between the ages of 11 and 12. And from 12 to 14, uh, I started to little by little get introduced to more rock and roll, more re- more metal, and not so much rap music, but clearly I was still listening to that kind of music. I was just sort of f- figuring out who I was and what I liked. And uh, I used to see all the white kids, all these you know, all these honkies and crackers running around in their Metallica shirts, and I didn't, didn't ever listen to any Metallica. Little did I know. <laughs> so it's 1991, <laughs> and... I'm um, like, oh, Metallica has a new album out. Well, this is cool. All the all the little white people that I that I'm, I go to school with, they like Metallica. I see all their metal up your ass T-shirts. You know that uh-huh. you know the you know the T-shirt coop. Uh, yeah, the the one that uh, I should have worn to school, but instead, the one that got me in trouble was the one that had the Punisher with a gun on it. <laughs> nice. Ah. But, yeah. Every kid, every white kid who liked metal in my in my school in uh, Long Island, New York, had that metal up your ass t-shirt. And I'm like, I'm going to buy this new Metallica album because that seems to be the cool thing. And of course, it was the Black Album. And I was like, huh, so this is what they're making a big deal about. Little did I know at the time, Jesse, 
that the Black Album was a departure from everything from Kill 'Em All to Injustice for All, and it would forever divide the metal community. What a polarizing album this was back in the day. You know what I mean? Well, didn't you just share a story? Uh, it was last on this week. podcast. It was or last somebody week. Else. Yeah, where where you walked into a uh, a soiree and they were like pre-black or post-black album. Yeah, tell me, brother. Yeah, uh, and they and they and they got out their billy clubs and their brass knucks. <laughs> <laughs> they're hitting their hands with it, just waiting for an answer. And the wrong answer, the wrong answer is going to get you an ass whooping. Um, <laughs> That's the last time we heard of heard from Mark Radledge. <laughs> I'm I'm his twin brother. I took his place, Bob Radledge. Um, yeah, yeah I, I was so I wasn't into the metal scene at this point, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of I, probably similar to what you were going through in a transition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will absolutely lay at defeat Metallica's Black Album uh, and the Nirvana's Nevermind as being my transition into For enjoying sure. hard rock. Yeah, um, that's what I was getting at. The, the Black Album for me was actually like a bridge album between... Uh, I, I don't necessarily count Nirvana. Nirvana was a whole other thing. But mm-hmm. I would say Metallica's Black Album was the bridge between what I had been listening to which, we, like I said, was Motley Crue and then some Guns N' Roses, but then also a lot of pop stuff or whatever, like Paul Abdul, like I said. Um, but it was th- I went through the door that was the Black Album into the much heavier stuff that was about to come out shortly after, which was Pantera, Sepultura, etc. So this was like a gateway album for me. Now, Cooper, you said you're not... You know, first of all, you were you were just born when this thing came out. So, like, how did you even discover Metallica? You know, years later when you finally grew up and they were doing like Lollapalooza and shit. By by that point, they were they uh, were not exactly making the uh, Master of Puppets anymore. Well, no, but uh, I mean, my uncle really was into Metallica and Pantera and Anthrax. So, I got to li- I say I inherited his musical sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I started listening to some of that while he was at my grandma's house because he was playing it so loud. It's not like you couldn't hear it. Wait, where was he? <laughs> uh, at my grandma's. Thank you. <laughs> Mark it on ah. your bingo. Mark it on your bingo cards, kids. Oh, that is a callback. Uh, Man, that that square hasn't been used in a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have not referenced our grandma in a long time. <laughs> hey, Melissa, have you made a call yet to your grandma? My dead. Oh, your grandma is dead? Yes. Oh, I'm, well, I'm sorry. Time to get out the Ouija board. <laughs> yeah, get out the Ouija board so that you can contact your grandma from the dead. <laughs> I'm going to do legitimate work over here, man. Stop messing with me. Are you legitimate work? Legitimate work. Is that legitimate work about your grandma? Uh, moving on. Um. Professionals. Uh, yeah, you know, w- what's funny, though, is by the time I was really getting into, you know, my high school years where the Internet was a lot more uh, pretty much active, uh, I could – it was so easy to find older Metallica and, you know, by proxy, especially Megadeth, because that stuff was all – that was all available at Walmart, too. Right. So I could just go and pick up Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, you know, Rust in Peace. And then I kind of just spiraled from there. Mm. 
Uh, you know, it's funny. I went and saw uh, Sabaton and Creator with my uncle and cousins, and my cousins were like, heard Creator, and they were like, where'd you find this band? I'm like, bro, the internet. It's really easy. Like, I don't know how you <laughs> have heard It's like when people say, you uh, do a podcast? You're a, you must be a wizard. No. Every fucking yeah. idiot has a podcast now. Yeah, um, I mean, it's funny. Like, I know so many people that are just like, oh, so many girls are like, I love podcasts. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> so, what like, yeah. Well, do you do true crime? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I'm my God. You, Can't like, get enough of that white girl things, shit. There are, cert- there are just certain things in life that have really become, like, basic things. Like, traveling sushi and, like, true crime. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, there are so many girls that that is a personality trait for them. Is that, like, The Office? And I'm just like, teehee, you want to see my $1,000 magic deck? (laughs) (laughs) I went on a date with a girl yesterday that when I said that, she's like, that's worth more than both of my original cars. I'm like, yeah, that's that's not good. (laughs) It it was nice. You know, at the end of the date, I was like, "Uh, you want to do it again? And she's like, I think you're just, I'm a little too conservative for you. I said, okay, that's fine. She was, she was very sweet but very boring. Oh, I mean, no. I talked a lot. Who to thunk? No, you can't talk to women. You got to let them talk to you. Speaking of which, well, Jesse, she didn't, really have much to, she didn't have much to say. Well, that sounds like a horrible. I was just going to say, you guys. Okay, so Mark talks about going to the Sam Goody. Uh, Robert talks about going on the internet. Let me tell you a little something that I'm still in debt for, probably to this day. <laughs> oh, this is the Columbia I... House story. I do love Jesse's Columbia House stories. Well, tell tell us one of your say. cracky tales, Jesse. Uh, gra- Grandma is getting Columbia House. Who? I see this neat little booklet sitting Wait, on her, who? On who? her getting table. Columbia House. Who? Oh, my grandma! <laughs> I'm getting, uh... She had Columbia House, and I was—I saw this book, and I'm like, "This is pretty cool." So, anyway, yeah, I mean, I—I got—I'm pretty sure I got Pearl Jam's Ten uh, and the Nirvana uh, Nevermind, and most likely Metallica's. If I didn't get the Black Album, I got the previous albums after getting the Black Album uh, from Columbia House. So, yes, to this day, that's how I got—that's uh, how I got my hands on the tapes uh, from 1991. So I'll tell another Metallica, couple of more Metallica stories here between all of us, and then let's actually get into the album that we're supposed to be doing before it becomes like a three-hour yeah, podcast. There's, there's only 20 <laughs> tracks we got to go through, that's all. So I talked to you guys before about this before the show, but for the, for the benefit of those of you who came here from TikTok or wherever it is I posted this and are like interested in our review. Uh, so I married my wife a little over 10 years ago. got married in 2009, and... Um, Oh boy! <laughs> I said it was over a little over ten years. A little over ten is twelve. When's our anniversary, Mark? Next month. When next month, Mark? October third, two thousand nine. Good job. Okay, just making sure. When's my birthday? February second. I hope <laughs> she teaches math. And it's September. She just gives you. It's September twenty fourth, nineteen eighty three. Okay, now go go continue writing letters to your grandma. <laughs> oh, shut down. <laughs> anyway, um, before we were so rudely interrupted by Melissa's grandma, um, <laughs> and he was divorced on. So one of the th- 
So one of the things we did at the wedding was we had various readings. We had people doing various readings. And Melissa, you know, kept true to, like, you know, traditional stuff that you would do readings with at a wedding. And then I was asked to pick something that would be a reading as well. And I was like, I'm going to have my dad read the lyrics to Nothing Else Matters. Because I think it's a great song. And I think it really does spell out my feelings for my soon-to-be wife. Um, but also, I think it would be hilarious if my if my really like weirdly awkward and like yeah, like autistic dad just read the lyrics to this and didn't know what he was reading. So I was like, "Here, dad, just read." And I didn't tell him what it was. I was like, "Just read this." And he's like, "Trust, I seek, and I find in you." And I and people are trying to not laugh themselves oh. silly. Or <laughs> people were like biting on their <laughs> people were like biting on their fists. <laughs> it was apparently uh, Melissa's cousin uh, just had to like hold his face because he was laughing so hard. Um, the best was <laughs> at the end of it. One of my friends actually busted out a lighter and like held it up. Nice. <laughs> that is yep. some cr- like cringy dad worthy stuff right there. It was the best part of my wedding. Until it was the best part of my wedding. Wonder what the worst part of my wedding was when my wife blinded me yep. with the cake. Because yep. instead of just putting a little on my face, oh, aren't we cute? She took the entire thing and shoved it into my eye. She closed your eyes, dumbass. <laughs> anyway, well, I mean, at least it wasn't. At least she didn't get you with something else. Damn. <laughs> that came later. Oh no, not the crying game. <laughs> oh no. Um. So yeah. Um. I used to love Enter Sandman. Actually, one of my favorite Metallica memories has nothing to do necessarily, has very little to do actually with Metallica. But you guys remember the Sandman from ECW, right? Oh, yeah. yeah of course. Life's a bitch, then you marry one. So, <laughs> do you guys remember? I want to say it was, it was one of the one night stands, and it might have been the first one, where the Sandman came out, and they actually licensed Enter Sandman. And he came out through the crowd. And they had to play the song, like, twice because it took him so long because people were, like, all over him. And John Bradshaw Layfield was, like, mouth agape. Like, he'd never seen somebody get this much love and attention in an entrance. That That's, that's a great Metallica moment for me. Um, yeah. I saw Metallica on their never-ending Black Album tour because around the same time that they did the Black Album, shortly thereafter, they released that box set. Remember the box set, Jesse? I'm trying to think of what... It, no, was like, I, it, was the, it was like the crate. Do you remember this, Cooper? I mean, this was obviously before your time, but maybe you've seen it years later in record stores. Uh, it was like that that gray um, like music case, but it was... Uh, I can't remember what all was involved with it. Oh, I see you're Sarah and John right now. Shut up! You get the box set? Yeah, that box set. Um, so they were... <clears throat> shortly after the Black Album... When they were on their never-ending tour, they were selling this huge box set of Metallica stuff and uh, like demos and whatnot. Um, so they were they were also promoting that as well. So I saw Dan, I saw Metallica with Danzig and Suicidal Tendencies. Have you ever seen them live, Jesse? No, I have not. How about you, Cooper? How many times have you seen Metallica? Uh, once, and they played six fucking songs from the Black Album, and I'm like, God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> I wanted something else. <laughs> Well, I mean, they played Motor Breath, and I lost my shit, but, yeah. like, when they played Inner Sandman, everybody was like, oh, yeah, and I'm just like, ugh, why did you play Through the Never? So, I, I've, I've talked about, this is this is marriage number two for me, um, 
And, you know, I, the, the very first time I got married, I had a bachelor party. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. I had a pretty traditional bachelor party. You know, hookers, cocaine, that sort of thing. Like you do. Sure. And uh, sure. Jesse, Jesse knows what I'm talking about. Jesse's Oh, married. yeah. A few old toots of the booger sugar. <laughs> <laughs> you know. A um, little nitrous oxide. Whatever gets you through the night. And Jesse knows, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, anyway, uh, second time around... <laughs> I didn't want to do that again. I didn't want to party, you know, like it's 1999. I wanted to do something else. So my brother-in-law took me to go see Metallica and Lamb of God. Uh, and this was like the night before my wedding. We drove oh, down to West goodness. Palm Beach and saw that. Yeah, that was a good show. But it was one of those where, so, you know, this was obviously 2000 and fucking nine. And, hey, um, I was 17. <laughs> and uh, what, what came out around 2009? What were they touring on, Jesse? Was that uh, that couldn't have been Death Magnetic? That Death Magnetic. Wow. Okay, all right. I was gonna say yeah, I don't know because Death Magnetic was two thousand. I think that was like two thousand seven or two thousand eight. Two thousand eight, I think. Okay, so because it I had a tie-in with uh, Guitar Hero. You're right. I actually uh, okay, had, there you go. I actually had that game. Um, so yeah, yes, and the uh, audio was a lot better on the Guitar Hero version than it was on the album. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, this was the Death Magnetic tour, and uh, which I really like, by the way. Um, as far as Metallica albums go. In any case, it's a good one. Uh, so we go to see, you know, so like my brother-in-law takes me down there. We go see the show. You know, I, that's a great way to spend a bachelor party, I think, is to go see, you know, one of your favorite bands play live. Except that they played mostly stuff from Death Magnetic. And like all I wanted <laughs> them to play was Master of Puppets. And they were like, they played like half of it and then went, in, and then went into a medley. I'm like, you motherfuckers. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, they played like the what they play the fucking Unforgiven three. <laughs> yeah, something like that. All right, so let's talk about the blacklist. Um, <clears throat> it's no secret that Metallica's self-titled fifth album, The Black Album, is one of the most commercially successful records of all time. Yeah, I was telling my I was I was telling my daughter about this. This is the story I told you on Monday, Jesse. That uh, we were listening to the blacklist in the car. And I had to explain to her what Metallica was. I'm like, yeah, Lily, it's the most famous, most commercially successful modern record of all time. It's it's still selling records in an age when you can just steal music. Um, like well, people are still you buying don't even the black steal album. Music. You just play ten. You pay ten dollars and you get access to all music. <laughs> or you That's just right. go on YouTube and listen to it for free. Um, That's right. Yeah. Did, but, Mark, just real quick, did you have a chance to watch the behind the albums? Uh, on this one, I think it's called Beyond the Beyond the Al- Behind the Albums, no. on uh, Amazon, on this not. specific album. Oh, I have not yet. Okay, get a ch- if you get a chance, if it's still up, I absolutely recommend it. And I, I know that's not the title of it. I'm gonna have to look that. Classic albums is what it's called. Anyway, they did a classic albums documentary on the Black Album, uh, and it was on Amazon for a while. Most of the classic albums stuff is still on there, I believe. But uh, fantastic documentary talking about Bob Rock and, and all the mm-hmm. all, all the ins and outs of the Black Album. But go ahead and continue. All right. So um, it, it's 1991 release propelled Metallica to bona fide household name superstardom, and its impact and relevance have only grown with, with the years. The Black Album remains the best-selling album of the past three decades and one of only two albums that have spent 550-plus weeks on the Billboard 200. E-gad. Uh, the Metallica Blacklist celebrates the 30th anniversary and enduring influence of this musical milestone. Yeah, that was another thing I told Lily. Every single band on Earth, and some of them that are gone, have covered Metallica. And have covered mm-hmm. the, something from the Black Album. I think you're not allowed to buy a guitar at Guitar World unless you can play Inter Sandman. <laughs> um, 
An unprecedented 50-plus artist spanning an unbelievable vast range of genres, generations, cultures, continents, and more, each contributing a unique interpretation of their favorite Black Album cut, or the one their producer told them to do. Um, much more than a mere tribute, the Blacklist offers up new dimensions of the record whose gravitational pull first drew the mainstream to Metallica in 1991 and provides new insights into the universal and timeless appeal that kept it there. The boundary-smashing influence these 12 songs have had on fans and musicians of all stripes. Blacklist 53 tracks finds singers, songwriters, country artists, electronic and hip-hop artists that Robert Cooper loves, sharing their love of these songs alongside punk rockers, indie darlings, and lots of them, icons of rock, metal world music, and many, many more. <clears throat> the Metallica Blacklist is a fitting and limitless homage one that features bands who've shared stages with Metallica alongside artists who are younger than the original album. It's a truly staggering, at times mystifying assemblage of musicians, dozens of whom have had little to not, nothing in common other than their shared passion for the music that united them for this album. And really, as we said on my wedding day, nothing else matters. Mm. All right. Um, unless we've got any more stories we'd like to tell, and we can certainly tell them throughout the course of the podcast. Let's get into the first songs here. And like I said, these are we're just playing 20 out of the 53. And we're going to play them in groups like we did. So for this first part, we picked three out of the 87 <laughs> versions of Enter Sandman that are on here. So we'll start with that first. How does that sound? Fantastic. Three Enter Sandman. i got to get it out of the way eventually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got Ghost, Weezer, and Alicia Cara in The Warning. Never, never 
Whoa, we're off to Neverland, Jesse Starcher. Oh, 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 Jesse's Dodger, Neverland, Robert oh. Cooper, Grandma. All right, so like half the people listening to this podcast are going to get the grandma joke. The other half are like, why do they keep yelling grandma? Somebody's going to have to explain it. Not well, me. I mean, it, it's because the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, isn't it a King Diamond song? Or is it, yeah. no, it's a Merciful Fate song where it was, just starts out with Grandma! Yep. Yes. Which one was that? Uh, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. You, uh, you t- type in Merciful Fate and Grandma and it'll come up. But, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay, so the whole set of Enter Sam, it's, I said I slightly exaggeration. It's not eighty-seven. There were six. Um, six. It actually starts with Alicia Karen, the warning, then Mark DeMarco, then Ghost, then Juanes, Juanes Addiction, uh, then Rina Sawama Yama Ramalama Ding Dong, and then Weezer. And I just I got to go to you first about this because, like, you're listening to this and almost like aggravated wrote me and like. Fucking Weezer's always got to get their shit in, man. <laughs> you want to explain yourself, sir? Well, okay. So, listen. You know that you're the cover guy, and I'm usually not. Uh, I'm the guy that used to be like, ah, I'm not a big fan of covers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm listening to this album, and I'm like, okay, how do I go through and decide which one's I like. Okay, do I go for the ones that sound different and are are unique? And that's kind of what I landed on. I was like, okay, I'll go with the ones that kind of sound unique, really, you know, and and stand out and are different from what we usually get and are enjoyable at least. Okay, because there is Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that's different on this album, but I didn't enjoy some of it. Then Weezer comes along and they do their, you know, their best inner Sandman. Okay, and it's a really like almost, well, a very, very faithful cover. Yes, and then in the middle of the well, I shouldn't say in the middle, towards the end, like Weezer's got to go off and do. Is that from the sweater song? It's Buddy Holly. Buddy, okay, they like do, 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 up, do, 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 do. Yeah. We all look just like Buddy Holly. Like, oh, oh, and the Mary Tyler Moore. I don't care what they say about her anyway. I don't care about that. Yes, they don't care about that, and <laughs> Weezer. Okay, was doing great, and then they're like, "Hey, oh, we're Weezer. Guess what, guys? I don't know if you knew this or not, but we're Weezer, and we're covering Inner Sandman." Yep, and midway back, through back the song, pants down, uh, dick out. We're Weezer. And by the end, of, and by the end of the song, like they're walking off whistling, and I'm just like, "Okay." I mean, I, look, it's it's a decent cover. I, I really liked what I heard from mm-hmm. Weezer in that, but I just. You know, there actually that's not the only that is not the only example of some band trying to get their shit in on this album, <laughs> because that happens a couple more times, which is pretty interesting. Now, you know, we played Ghosts cover. And How great is Ghost? We've actually reviewed them here on the Metal Hammer of Doom before. Ghost is a weird fucking band, and considering what they look like and and all the shenanigans that you know and overdramatic shit that goes on with this band and its singer. They still put out some of the best music in the metal genre, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. I really enjoyed uh, the last album that they did. I haven't had a chance. It's been a while since I had a chance to revisit it, but I remember listening to that repeatedly Mm -hmm. uh, for quite a while. But yeah, um, 
you know, their, their cover is exactly what I expected of ghost. Uh, it was at first I was worried cause they, they started off very, very subtle, but I was like, well, wait a second. That's, that's ghost for you. And then yeah. all of a sudden they kick it up and I'm like, okay, that's, that's nice. That's very yeah. nice. Um, I made sure that Alicia Kara and the warning got on the playlist out of the six that we had. We, we did half of them. Um, but I really, I love the difference that they stood out to me among the six. There's yeah. a lot of them that were very faithful, uh, to what you heard. And then that one right there, it seemed like they owned that and turned it into something that they could, uh, that they could call their own. So, that's why I made sure that Alicia Carey and The Warning were on there. All right, Cooper, first, did you find the Merciful Fate song? Why, of course I did. And what is it? As he fumbles for the keyboard immediately. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hey, Welcome I'm... home. Well, that's right. That's right. All right. So um, I want to get your thoughts in on these uh, or any one of the Enter Sandmans if you heard the other ones and have an opinion. I honestly don't remember. I remember like the Mac DeMarco one kind of just being meh. And the Juanes and Rina, Sawayama Yamalim, Ramalam and Ding Dong, M. Night Shyamalan. Um, Japanese, British singer, songwriter, model and actress based in London, born in 1990. Go ahead, Mark. Good for her. Um (laughs) I just like none, none of these like there are definitely some s- songs on here that we're not going to play, but I still kind of remember them like, oh, that's that's really weird. That's really different. I can't, I honestly on my children could not tell you anything about Juanes or Rina Ramalam and Ding Dong. So what did you think of the three that we played and the three that we didn't? Uh, let's see. So Alessia Cara and The Warning, uh, I honestly didn't have much of a problem with the sound i thought it sounded fine it actually sounded very good um really for me it was just more a victim of modern trends is the reason i wasn't a big fan Mm -hmm. i know i talked about some in the pre-show but i've noticed there's especially in terms of advertising there's this big trend right now with television promos and uh like insert songs in movies to where they take a normal song and slow it down a solid fucking yeah uh, like you know 10 beat uh, 20 beats per minute and then make it really light and add in really haunting female vocals which you know the first time i heard it i'm like i could dig this but like the one that stood out to me uh was you know my first movie or well second movie i saw uh third movie actually damn uh black widow it's when I went and saw that in theaters and just hearing that version of uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and, it kinda, and this kind of gave me that same feeling of just like, oh, all right, yeah, whatever. It's, yeah. Uh, and it's just one of those, that's just me. I just really feel it's indicative of modern styling. Because uh, otherwise, like, she has a beautiful voice and they did a good job. It's just, I'm just tired of hearing that. Uh, mm-hmm. Ghost, it's Ghost doing Inner Sandman. It's exactly what I expected and I loved it. Yeah. Uh, Juanes, it is, again, exactly what I expected from a band called Juanes. <laughs> uh, a little more simple in terms of overall composition, uh, more of a Latin rock vibe. It was all right. Uh, Rina Sawayama, though, uh, I felt her version was a lot more industrial. Uh, very highly produced. The vocals were really pop-like because it was very, very clean uh, and just had some interesting use of samples because uh, there was a few samples of the original uh, song in there, kind of that backing 
James Hetfield of, in a way. And then, uh, let's see. Weezer. Weezer. Uh, so me and Weezer have a tough time because that was my ex's favorite band, and I still get oh. PTSD just thinking about her. So, oh. uh, yeah. Not. Uh, and what was the, was the last one? Sam Fender. Sam no, that's, Fender. That's sad but true. Okay. I guess I didn't make a note on whatever the last one was. But pff, I gave no, I think uh, I think you got them all. We talked yeah. about Mac DeMarco. Mac DeMarco. I, my notes for Mac DeMarco was some dirty rock and roll. Mm. Uh, that's just kind of the vibe it gave me when I heard it. Yeah. But I didn't yeah. remember much of it. There was a certain point where I had started making far simpler notes where I was just like, uh huh. That uh-huh. when you got all uh-huh. these songs, dude, that's all you could do. It's like maybe six words. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make an observation about Inner Sandman, and then we're gonna move on. But Inner Sandman is in this weird place in music history right now, where it's it's a song that, devoid of any other context, like if you're hearing it for the first time, it still slams. I mean, there's a reason why this this album is as popular as it is. It's not it's it's not by accident or by some degree of trickery or orc mischief. These songs are fucking amazing. And Anna yes. Sandman is like, you know, <laughs> real quick. So I worked on, um, uh, I think it was Memorial Day. No. What was the holiday that just passed? September 11th. Shit. Labor Day. It, it, oh. No, Labor Day. Labor Day's coming up. Um, or was it? Fuck, I don't remember anymore. It was, it, but the it, point it of the story. Labor Day. <laughs> I worked on September 11th. Okay. And I work in a jail with cops. And I don't know if you know this about law enforcement. They tend to be patriotic. Some might even say jingoistic. Anyway, uh, yeah. they love them some America music. Mm-hmm. And we had a barbecue in the jail that I work in. Hot dogs and hamburgers and bakery and, and chips Freedom. and soda. Yeah. I walked into the officer's dining hall and you just got hit with, and I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free, on repeat. <laughs> and as, as loud as fuck, too. And nobody was, and nobody and it was like, yeah, yeah, September 11th, we're cops, proud to be an American. Play that bitch every hour on the hour. All out. Play that they need to be playing white. real American, actually. <laughs> the point is... <laughs> As much as, like, that's an anthem for those kinds of people, Enter Sandman is another, like, anthem. You know what I mean? It is, it, like, you hear it at like, sports games, you know, you, stadiums and whatnot. You hear every band on Earth has covered it. It is, like, an embedded part of the culture. If there's a time capsule being buried right now for future civilizations to on Earth, Enter Sandman's going in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and and speaking of, so I was just thinking of this is a anthem for drunk moms. Man, that Judas Priest show, so <laughs> many drunk moms. I'm sure, and including I actually lost another game because I lose this game all the time at work of a wife or daughter. Uh, <laughs> this guy looked like he was in about his mid forties, and she was about five foot tall and real cute and everything. And I'm like, oh, that's probably his girlfriend, but she's pretty. I don't know, she looks way too young for him. Then she puts her leg up on the uh, on the chair, and he starts rubbing it. And I'm like, mm, "That's a really touchy family." <laughs> I mean, hey, don't yeah, touch your daughter uh, like that. Excuse me. But here's yeah, the other side know, of where like, I was uh, going with this. Minute. This is not the right state for this. <laughs> or here's, maybe where, it is. here's where I'm going with this, though. Also, and I want to get your opinion on this, Jesse. And then, then we're going to quick move on. I feel like Enter Sandman's also like way played out. Like I'm just tired of hearing it. 
<laughs> like as much as everything I just said before, it's one of those where it comes on. And I'm like, really, white people? Do we not know another song? You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know about all that. I mean, I don't get, <laughs> I don't get uh, bogged down as much anymore with the hard rock radio station because I don't mm. listen to it. So sure. I get to pick and choose anymore. So I, w- with listening to. When I started this album, I realized there were six versions of Inner Sandman. I was like, well, uh, you know, at least it's not six versions of the. Un- oh my gosh. Okay. But, <laughs> oh no. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I can understand. However, I still think on the on that. I'm, I'm more on that flip side of that coin where it's a kick ass song. Do you remember July 30th, 1991, the video hits MTV? And oh, I don't the old know man. how yeah. many times I was like, I cannot wait to see this video again. How many and kids in just, your school that were into metal had the old man t-shirt? Oh, yeah. No, no kidding, dude. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Um, but yeah, you know, I I was a big fan with what I heard. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of the Inner Sandman song. So, you know, I was fine with getting to hear the six versions we did here on this album. But uh, um, yeah, man, I, I'm ready. We, we can move on if you're ready. I am. All right. Next group here that we're going to look at. And they're never, they are never done with inner Sandman. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, the one thing that broke my heart was hearing it on the classic rock station. That's what killed me. That's killed. That killed me. Um, They were playing Evanescence one day. Like I remember pulling in, this was five years ago. I, I pulled into the fucking house and I was like, wait, what? I started flipping through the channels. I'm like, this is a fucking classic rock station. What the hell? What the fuck is this? All right. I'd like to introduce the songs now. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Thanks. All righty, folks. The next couple of tracks we're going to hear are uh, Sad But True. Two from Sad But True and two from Holier Than Now. Uh, we got Jason Isbell in the 400 unit, the Mexican Institute of Sound, Biffy Clyro, and Corey Taylor.
you know not. Not. Archer. Um, first, let me let me say that despite Robert Cooper's reservations and perspirations, I insisted that the Mexican Institute of Sound featuring La Perla and Guerra MX had to be on here. That shit sounded like an episode of The Shield. I I half expected Michael Chiklis to come barreling through my living room and tackle a Mexican. It's just... the, the next pay-per-view, Rey Mysterio will be walking out to that song. Oh, I fucking right. hope so. It'll be the first time I've <laughs> liked Rey Mysterio in years. Like, Who's that jumping out the sky? <laughs> Are you live, Mysterio? Here Dude, we go. I need Dominic Mysterio to be like preceded by Conan and them all looking like, you know fucking Mexican gangsters with the, you know, with the flannel, with the top button and everything and 96 do-rags and all of that and the Latino World Order t-shirt. And they need to come out okay. to Sad But True by the Mexican Institute of Sound. There you go. If, yeah. I, I know. I, I know that drove you nuts, Robert. I, and I'm going to give you a chance to speak on it, Odile. But, um... We bowdy bowdy and rowdy rowdy. Oh, oh, or no, rowdy oh, rowdy no. and bowdy bowdy. Um, but I love that. I can't help it. I know it drove you insane. And you can talk about it. This is the this is a safe place. The safe space. But it's oh, so... Oh, jeez. Those are the best. Right here on the internet. Safe place. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right, right, right. That never goes wrong for anybody. No. <laughs> but I, I get so, like, hyped up. I love the Mexican rap in it. I It's just like... I, I, I know it feels like they just, like... Mexicaned up, said but true, and didn't really do anything, you know, like special with it. But it sounds so fucking hype to me, man. I I can't help it. I'm a simple man with simple needs. Well, I mean, I hope you didn't do that to it. Uh, <laughs> I mean that that I think was kind of my issue with it. I I really felt like, uh, yeah, I just kind of felt like they didn't do a whole lot with the song other than make it like a club remix. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess that just wasn't really for me. I don't. I don't necessarily feel there's anything wrong with it because that's just that's not really my you know something I'm interested in hearing. Frankly, what kills uh, me is that's not I mean, really my thing either. It's not like I, I, I have a tremendous amount of Mexican hip hop going on in the house. I, I but, mean, hey, you could have. But I mean, have you ever watched The Shield? Have you ever heard heard the the opening rap that that plays the show in? Like, I have it's not. a fucking hype song, dude. It really is. And this sounds just like that. And so, like, despite the fact that this isn't really my kind of music either, I can't help it when shit's hype. And, and that's fair. I mean, it's one of those when you were like, I'm still going to play it. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> like, I, it, it just really, like, it did not meet my sensibilities at all. And I really just kind of felt like it's... It's like when I found out that Zombie Ritual by Death was sampled for a hip-hop artist, and I was like... Or uh, The Klansman was once uh, sampled by Brandy, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. And uh, they were really not... I mean, they really weren't super pleased. And I got... (laughs) In some ways, I just kind of feel like it's... Unless you're really doing something interesting with it, like sampling someone else's work in that regard just feels wildly uncreative on the part of the person sampling. Okay. This, I mean, this that's feels, just, that's just me. Like, this again, feels like, that is... like the wrestling or the, or, or the movie argument where, and it's funny. I just went over this with when we reviewed malignant where 
like my initial reaction to the movie is like this doesn't really elevate the medium at all this doesn't do anything with the horror genre that's interesting it's just a it's just a visual it's visual candy it's a treat and i had to remind myself that some things are just a treat you know if if it gets you in the cockles and you know and it makes you sweat you know and you're having yourself a good time does it really have to be elevatory in nature and so i see what you're saying but i i can't you know, it's just one of those things where, like, yeah, it's dumb, but who cares? I like listening to it. Yeah, I mean, and that's fair. I mean, honestly, not everything has to be high art. That's if mm-hmm. everything was high art, nothing would be high art. Right. And that's, uh, I mean, and I fully stand by that as somebody who has been, uh, been going through bouts of depression over the past few months. Uh, sometimes when you just want to watch something and turn your brain off, it's nice. I've been watching a lot of Married with Children because that show doesn't really <laughs> challenge a whole lot. Do you still watch that uh, Sentai, Hentai, Rentai, Fun Time? Happy Go Fun Time stuff? Yeah. Uh, here and there, part of what's been kind of difficult for me, which is funny, is having to read subtitles. Like, having to read the subtitles has just been too much for me to handle right now, which is silly, uh, considering the video game I had been playing before the new NBA 2K came out was uh, all subtitled. <laughs> <laughs> It, all right. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those, I, I still watch it, I still love it, still love anime and all that. It's just been, uh, you know, I've, I've had to uh, adjust certain things. Like, hey, uh, my water was out for three days, and then the guys came out to look at it, and they said, your water's back on. I said, I know, but uh, I just wanted you all to come out anyways to make sure it was going to be okay. And then guess I, what? I, I swear I to God, I thought on. you were going to say, but I just wanted you to come out anyway because I'm lonely. I mean that that's that goes without saying. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, it's nice no, to have I, visitors, sir. We just came to check your plumbing. Yeah, we just we just came to check the well. But I uh, I went to go wash my hands earlier, and I hit you know hit the faucet, and I'm like, motherfucker. So now I get to wait for them to come by again. Uh, sometimes old Gil just can't catch a break. You need to bake them brownies, Jesse. Mm. I was getting hardcore clutch vibes from Jason Isbell. What do you think? Yeah, buddy, I really, really, really dug that song. That made my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was an easy one for me uh, when it came to comparing it to the rest of the sad but true songs that were on here. There's that was a sad but true. They were. It was sad but true. <laughs> uh, and there are a ton, uh, a ton of renditions of this. But yeah, man, there's like this bluesy clutch kind of vibe that you could get from Jason Isbell and the 400 unit yep. completely owned this cover and made uh, it one of a kind. It sounded like clutch covering Howlin' Wolf. You know what I mean? Like robot sure. Exodus. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. On my notes, it says has a nice kick to it. Really folky and catchy like herpes. <laughs> <laughs> you should write for the angry metal guy. That's fucking perfect. All right. Some other ones on here are a live version by Sam Fender. Um, another version by Royal Blood, St. Vincent, White Reaper, and YB. Robert, do you have any thoughts, concerns, and notes about the rest uh, of these? So for me, Sam, don't you jump up there. No. Don't do it, Cat. Do not do it, Cat. He's about to jump into my card collection. No. He hasn't done It's been sitting there for a month because I've been just sad and not wanting to touch it. And I finally found some inspiration to just do it. And this fucker is about to jump into a pile of like 300 trading cards. He's going to piss me off. Because he's a cat and cats just say, fuck it. Yeah, well, it's because he's he's a fat son of a bitch and he wants to eat again, even though I already fed him. Fat son of a bitch. 
Uh, anywho, so Sam Fender, uh, my note on that is put it on top 40 radio. It's really trendy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, it was really pretty, but it just has that sort of Sam Smith, like, British sensitive guy that is going to sing you love songs straight to you. It's got that vibe yeah. to it. And I was, Very I mean, piano fought, forward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I felt like it was all right. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Mexican Institute of Sound club banger, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was, let's see, was Royal Blood one of them? Yep. It, it was, yes. It's, and it was one of the ones we cut, but yes. Yeah. Royal Blood. Nice modern rock. That's all I pretty much put. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a and, Black Sabbath feel at the beginning. Like I was like, yeah. "Holy shit, where did this Black Sabbath come from?" It turns into a pretty good cover, like right after that, though. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember. Was Saint Vincent, Vincent the next song? Yep. Yes. Okay, so I'll save my note for then. No, it's it's sad but true. Oh, it's the next oh, sad okay. but true song. Okay, they. I didn't write what who did what. I just kept going. Uh, I found it actually pretty creative in terms of what it offered, uh, and I found the vocals, uh, quite frankly, to be sexy. Oh. Like I felt like it, it was very alluring. Almost felt like a bond, a, a bond intro. Yeah, I get that. Uh, what you got for White Reaper? Uh, I dug it. There's nothing new, but I dug it. And YB, the exact words are: "This makes me fucking moist." Punk speed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. South what? Korean rock band formed in 1996. What is a Biffy Clyro? Does anyone know? Yeah, uh, well, I've got the notes here. All right, go, go, crazy note guy. Did, let me ask you, hang on, let me ask you a question. You wrote notes, yeah? I copied some stuff from Wikipedia. Okay, but you wrote notes, yes? Uh, oh, yes, as a matter of fact, I copied stuff and wrote some notes on top of that. Fucking wake up, Jesse. Um, <laughs> so you wrote <laughs> notes. Let me ask you a question. Did you use Grammarly for those notes? I did, as a matter of fact. Fantastic app. Absolutely. I'm coming, guys. <laughs> I'm still new. Um, well, I'll tell you, Jesse uses the Grammarly all the time to help him with his notes for comics and for this podcast and everything else that he does. Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake for you on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, and spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. You download Grammarly today. Go to getgrammarly.com slash W2M network. Again, it's getgrammarly.com slash W2M network to download Grammarly for free. Now, use your Grammarly written notes and tell me about the Biffy Clyro that you caught fucking a hooker in Mexico. Okay. All right. Biffy Clyro, Scottish rock band, formed in Kilmarnock. Nope. Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock, East Eyeshire. Uh, somebody call Kruishan. <laughs> I think I'll kick somebody my ass. call uh, <laughs> Medicthonia. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're they're a Scottish rock band. Uh, that there's your Biffy Clyro. What what did you think of the song, Mark? I thought it was all right. Um, I, I thought they did a good, a good job with it. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, you uh, left the chats off. Go, oh no, go ahead, Coop. Sorry. No, no, you're good. I was just gonna say I thought it was really interesting. Uh, not knowing a lot of their music, walking into it, I was like, oh shit! All right, this is what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's different. It's definitely different. Um. Mark, I noticed you left the chats off of the playlist, most likely because you, you wanted to cut it, but it seemed like you were awful, or you had to cut it. it seemed like you were excited about it, though, when we were talking in the messenger there. Um, you know what? Fuck it. Hang on one second. Uh-oh. Oh, fucking live. swerve, brah. <laughs> swerve. <laughs> swerve, brah. Fucking swerve. Swerve. 
Swerve. Yeah, that's some scuzzy punk rock right there. <laughs> they describe their sound as shed rock. Shed rock. Okay. Uh, straight from Sunshine Coast, Queensland. So that's somewhere near uh, Africa, if I remember correctly. Down in the plains down in Africa? <laughs> <laughs> Wales, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yep. Well, boy, we are busting out all the hits tonight. Uh, it's our it's the metal hammer of doom blacklist of references <laughs> yeah. um, you know there's one guy I should have got on this podcast there it is oh, no. mark your bingo hey, card Nick, who, who we <laughs> should totally get on here sometime alright let's uh, let's let's move this on uh, holier than thou by Corey Taylor like slams you know there's just goofy shit on here but occasionally you get a real hard one that's actually like metal sounding and Corey Taylor obviously you know, accomplish that with uh, with ease. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't deny that's probably the best one of that whole bunch for me, man. Corey Taylor kicks ass doing the holier than thou. I probably made my wife listen to that three times in the car on Saturday night. So while while you were like driving her to the emergency room, yeah, taking her to her grandma's. <laughs> nice, well done. <laughs> I like how like you're supposed to hit a high pitch, but you can't do it, so you're just like grandma. I'll just scream it. How's that? Grandma! <laughs> oh, Grandma! <laughs> yeah, I, I can't hit a falsetto. <laughs> and Rob Halford has trouble doing it, too. It's okay. All right. Are you ready Good. to move this? Let's move this party He's on. He's also like 80-something, isn't he? Yeah, He's yeah he looks like Master Roshi. Oh, wow. Because he's Amazing. grown a full beard out. He's still kicking ass, though. Taking names. He is. And, and fucking it, too. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm ready to move on, Mark. There are a lot of girls on TikTok who allegedly like it in the back in the, in the back door, but I don't know if they like it in the back door just because they want you to like their TikTok so they can make money not doing a real job, or if they really just love a good hard cock up the ass. I really don't know the oh, difference on it's the TikTok. So funny because my wife watches these things left yeah. and right, not the stuff you're watching, Mark. <laughs> she, she doesn't watch girls bouncing tits, and you know that's well. It was funny because. You know, it's, this has been going on for months since she's been mm-hmm. t- introduced to TikTok. And she, I, I go and I lay down in bed, and she's watching these things over and over and over. And finally, a couple nights ago, she goes, you know something? She goes, TikTok gets really strange after dark. And I was like, oh, yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> she apparently stumbled upon a few racy TikToks uh, and some live feeds. And I, at one point I asked her, I said, what are you watching? I turned around, and I mean, there's this chick, and she's got music playing, and she's, just like you said, just bouncing her tits all over the place. Mm-hmm. And she, I guess her sister's, like, running mod in the back, like she's modif- doing the, uh, she's the moderator of the comments, 
And she's like, Yell and I are like, no, don't do feet. That's extra. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> if every but, girl allegedly that's on TikTok likes, you know, fat bearded guys, I'm wondering where the like culture of incels came from because they should all be getting laid like yeah. all the time. There's a disconnect That's... between the amount of girls on TikTok who claim to like fat bearded guys and the amount of fat bearded guys that couldn't get laid in a whorehouse. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I uh, I'm beginning to think that it's because that group will give them money so they cater to it. Because <laughs> as as a guy. Supply yeah, and demand. I was going to say strip yeah, club. That's how out, that shit works. Every woman that I see on a dating site, it's like, I love a man with a sense of humor. And I'm just like, Haha, I once I once actually straight up sent, I hope I can make you laugh every time, but when I take my pants off. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get a response, but that's one of my favorite jokes. I have saved on my, on my personal YouTube a video of Peter Griffin doing the what grinds my gears thing. But it's the, but it's the bit where he's like, Oh god, who's he talking to? Uh, I can't remember which actress he's referring to. It might have been um, who's the chick from Mean Girls? The one that uh, is a, a Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, where where he's basically like yelling at Lindsay Lohan because she, because in her in his mind, Lindsay Lohan keeps teasing him, you know, sexually, and he's like, "What are we doing here, Lindsay? We're doing nothing. That's what we're doing because no girl, no woman ever wants to get laid ever." And and I have been dying to put that on TikTok with the you know with the, with the phrase you know that says about it, like the, my response to every single girl on TikTok who claims to love bearded dad bod guys. Um, yeah, <laughs> people are full of shit. Yeah, uh, a lot of girls really dig uh, bearded dad bod guys, which is great. You know, like yeah, that's sure. every everybody needs that uh, that love because as a guy who has a beard and. Dad bod, uh, <laughs> and, I mean, and hey, struggles to find dates. I wonder how. It's I, I, yeah, well, you know, I've kind of realized too the fact that I don't go out anywhere is probably part of the issue. All right. Well, we 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 have mo- lots more songs to go through and lots more opportunities to insult girls on TikTok. We're full of shit. So let's keep going. Mm. Um, right. The next next grouping of songs that we have here um we've got cage the elephant the unforgiven diet sig the unforgiven wherever i may roam by chasing status and back row g and a bunch of other people and john potty potty all the time potty in the usa
alive in the flesh, tell them I say it with his chest, so we spread the wolf of everywhere. Tell them I'm big pair of beef hair, couldn't move the game, dash every blood clot. And the road becomes my pride. I'm stripped of all my pride. So in her I do confide. And she keeps satisfied. Gives me all I need. And with dust in throat, I crave all the knowledge. Will I say? To this game you stay insane. To the game you stay That's right, Robert Cooper. Wherever I may roam. I actually don't remember. I actually stopped making notes past this point. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get on that Grammarly, son. I know. I haven't been using Grammarly. I've been using... Uh, what have I been using? I've been using rapidtables.com backslash tools backslash notepad. That's not one of our sponsors. Well, no, I just uh, just wanted to say what I was using. Only sponsored <laughs> products, please. <laughs> oh, sorry. 
Jesse, you threw uh, Diet Sieg, Diet Sig, Schmagegi McGee. What'd you yeah. like about that one? That was a, that's a cool uh, song, man. That was that was. Uh, I, I I don't know. I think by the time I got to this part of the album, I was like not paying that close attention. So when you were like, "Hey, you got to check this one out," I was like, "Oh, well, that is really good." Yeah, it ain't bad at all. Uh, you know, I already kind of mentioned it earlier. The Unforgiven is not my favorite song off of this album. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we, let me finding... go through this. Real, let me go through this real quick because there's. Seven. Wait. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, seven versions of this. We have Cage the Elephant, Vishal, Dadlani, Divine, and Shore Police. Is it the Divine? Robert Cooper, is it the Divine? Uh, I have no idea. Probably. Probably. Oh, yeah, I remember these guys. I was like, is that dude fucking Indian? Yeah, he's Indian. <laughs> he sounds Indian. Diatsog. Um, just to keep pronouncing it differently every time. Flatbush Zombies featuring DJ Scratch, which we initially had on here, and then we cut it. Ha-Osh, yeah. Jose Madero, and Moses Sumney. I don't know who the fuck these people are. They could have made this shit up. I would not have known. Well, Moses Sumney, Gahanian American singer-songwriter. Uh, I remember that version sticking out because it was, like, really soulful. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you got a lot of a lot of different versions. Now... Uh, earlier, like earlier in the week or last week, sometime, whenever I was get, going through the album, I think it was Saturday. But anyway, there was a a comment I made about how uneven this album felt. Now, sure. Coop, a Coop, I think thought I meant by the sound, uh, because we've got so many so many different genres in here. What I meant was six fucking versions of the Unforgiven and one <laughs> version of of Wolf and Man. <laughs> okay, that's how fucking uneven this is. Well, hang on. We haven't gotten there yet, but 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, oh. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 versions of Nothing Else Matters and one version of The Struggle Within. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically enough, something must matter for them to make that many versions. Uh, <laughs> oh, my wah, gosh. Wah, wah. So there, I mean, and it's funny because Spotify separates this into discs, which is hilarious because like one disc has two fucking songs on it, you know, <laughs> but the re- ninety different versions. Um, but but yeah, so I had with Unforgiven, with the Unforgiven, I had to make a decision as to which one stood out to me the most. Which one did I really enjoy out of a song that I normally don't enjoy? Uh, Flatbush Zombies featuring DJ Scratch. Okay. So DJ Scratch, does that name sound familiar at all, Mark Radlich? It does not. 1988 New Music Seminar Battle for World Supremacy DJ Champion. That's that DJ Scratch. Okay? Oh, this okay. This guy's been around for a while. <laughs> Dude, you've probably heard him referenced in plenty of rap albums. So uh, DJ Scratch. but um, Unless he was one of the S1Ws, okay? The, you know, uh, what was it? What the fuck did S1W stand for? Security of the First World. From Public sure. Enemy, I don't know, or you know, or Flavor Flav, I don't know what you're talking about. Not to be mixed up with BBWs or SJWs, BBCs. <laughs> anyway, or, BB, or BBDs. You know really funny? Are you down with OPV? I, when I saw BBW, I'm like, ah, oh, yes, big boobied women. Yes, click. <laughs> oh no! Hey oh, now, hey now. To quote, to quote Quagmire from from Family Guy, fat fat girls need love too. But they got well, Yeah, but I was twelve and not <laughs> signing up for that. <laughs> oh, wow! Yeah, the internet. It's all so, right, uh, <laughs> just, just like, what the fuck are we doing here, man? What am I doing with my uh, life? Albums produced by DJ Scratch, EPMDs, Unfinished Business, Business as Usual, 
uh, business never personal back in business. Oh Love my god, dude! <laughs> I can't, I can't with this. Buster Rhymes, it ain't safe no more. Okay, nice. Funkmaster Flex and BJ, uh, BJ, Big Cat, <laughs> the tunnel. Um, anyway, so okay, uh, yeah, I'm done with the Unforgiven. Do you want my input on the other songs, or do you want to go to Coop about the Unforgiven? How do you want to do this? Just, just t- t- you, you got the mic. Use it. I'll use it right now. Wherever, I'm, wherever I may room. Okay. Uh. I stuck. I, uh, I I stuck with the country version on here, and that, a lot of what we got when it had country flavor in it, I mm-hmm. really gravitated towards. Sure. Uh, and this rendition by um, oh my goodness, I had it in front of me, John Party. Never heard of the guy, mm-hmm. but it's like some of the hardest country I've heard in quite a while. We got you could hear you could violins or fiddles in there. Um, there is a lot to really enjoy uh, out of that version and I also I don't know when we were doing the division I can't remember if this the back row G was one that fell into my lap when we initially picked it or if uh, all that was, was missing from that song was stick them like <laughs> <laughs> fat voice oh I would have loved it um, uh, this, this blood a, uh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> Bomba Glot Back road G <laughs> Bomba Glot Come on Yep We're all white <laughs> Yes If it ain't white Or It ain't right So Wait a minute Nope Nope The internet is not a safe place No matter <laughs> of, uh, One Mark Rattledge You're not uh, and reflect. reflect oh, my whole TikTok for this tonight's going to be. So we mostly talked about Metallica, but um, but we definitely spent a lot of time bashing all of you on TikTok. Please come listen to our podcast. Oh yes, that'll get the <laughs> listens. Yeah, well, and that will get that'll get the views. If I've learned nothing uh, from my twenty million years of podcasting, is that the only way to get people to notice you is to antagonize them. Oh, I mean, negative. you could always talk about how you like butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me? It works no. for them. It's like missionary. Do you want me? No. It's like butt stuff. Yeah, I want you, baby. That's TikTok. Ah, back road oh, G. Yeah. yeah, back door G. Go ahead. Not back back road G. <laughs> <laughs> back door G. Rhyme really I enjoyed the version. <laughs> Yes, Jesse, All you right. enjoyed the version. I'll tell you what, you take your cage, the elephant. I don't know if you advocated for that or not. I did. Okay, because I was not Look, impressed. Listen, motherfucker, there ain't no rest for the wicked. All right? That, yeah, that There was, was plenty of rest during that song. I was resting. <laughs> I, I had my eyes version. closed. Almost fell asleep. Oh, yeah, that, that was the band. I was like, oh, that's not the punk. That's not the school shooter song. <laughs> there ain't no rest for the wicked. Yeah. Ain't no no for free. I got bills to pay. I got mouths to feed. And ain't nothing in this world for backdoor G. Sorry. Um. <laughs> I'm so sorry I chose him to be on this list. <laughs> Why? I mean, some, sometimes you just got to get in the backdoor, Jesse. Uh, apparently so. Sometimes the backdoor you gotta, is way into the list. Sometimes you got to just barrel into that the backdoor. Like in the ass. Uh, <laughs> looking, I'm looking for more jokes as we go through the podcast. Uh, I'm trying to find some fun names we can mess around with. 
I've already found one. When we hit the nothing else matters with Miley Cyrus, I I, I see the what on there. So maybe we can get a Stone Cold reference in or something. What? 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 That's okay. We got who? What? I think there's a where on here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, wherever I may roam. <laughs> All right, oh, Robert yeah. Cooper. We got two Unforgivens featuring the back door. No, yes. Um, and then two Wherever I May Roam. You got anything to say about these before we move on? Uh, I mean, I got to say, so fun plans in 2003 were awful. <laughs> so much roaming. Oh, good one. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, Cage the Elephant just kind of existed. Uh, the one with Vishal Dadlani, Divine, and Shore Police, I was like, that's really fucking interesting. And it was. I will give that to them. Like, I don't mind if you fucking make a hip-hop song. As long as it's, like, you know, you just do something with it. Something a little different. That's cool. Don't, don't, don't just, just fucking it. sample it and, I don't know, fucking stick your butthole in it like the Neptunes did. Uh, <laughs> uh, Diet Sieg was cool. The Flatbush Zombies existed. Ha-ash. I thought were very interesting. I like to have ha-ash with my eggs in the morning. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as long as they're browns <laughs> yes yeah I, like, I really dug that even though it's I thought it was funny that I dug that so much considering my thoughts on the uh, everything else uh, I don't remember Jose Cuervo and uh, Moses <laughs> he was a friend of yours Yeah, I thought that was Jeremiah uh, he was a bullfrog yes sir uh, he, he was then, no friend of mine yeah, the backdoor G, like, you know, he was straight up. <laughs> like, I thought I thought Chase and Status with the uh, the backdoor G, I thought that thing was shooting, you know? <laughs> like, I thought it blew, I thought it was blowing some uh, loads everywhere. Uh, the Neptunes that existed, and uh, John Pardee, I do not remember. So, uh, yeah, we're already halfway through. Look at that. It's going to be a right. fucking Metal Hammer of Doom classic three-hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had one of these in a while. Jesse, Jesse and I had this down for a sign for a while. We were done, like, under an hour, like, every single show. We're like, let's get the fuck out of here. We're going to play all the songs at once. Yeah. And, and then you... <laughs> And then you brought my fucking talkative, giggly ass back to the fold. <laughs> yeah, so we brought old man fucking Aesop over here back to, to, to spin his yarns. All right. Well, at least I'm the... not fucking blowing my yarn everywhere like, like fucking backdoor cheat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking tug and rope. Hey, Jesse, go ahead and pick some more songs for us. No, no, I won't. Do me a favor and, let, well, you know, make sure to tag him in the fucking tweet. <laughs> The problem is I'm going to keep writing backdoor G and I'm not gonna, and then I'm going to wonder why I can't find him on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on to the next batch here. This one's going to be a long set. Uh we're going to play a bunch here to kind of move things along. Um it's going to be a set of 5 tracks this time. We have Volbeat's Don't Tread on Me, Sebastian's Don't Tread on Else Matters. Uh the best song on here, The Who Through the Never, not that Who, the other Who. HU. Um, and then Nothing Else Matters by Chris Stapleton, and then Nothing Else Matters by Miley Cyrus and Friends, and then when, when we, we're going to break, and then Jesse's got a game he wants to play, and then we'll get back to it. So here we go with Volbeat's Don't Tread on Me.
Every day, Jesse, for us, there's something new. I want you to open your mind for a different view. Okay. And then open up that back door. No, just kidding. And, um, and if, oh. <laughs> See, I always do it and empty your bladders, but like <laughs> that's where our Kelly shit to mind. I got in so much trouble with my wife. Have you ever heard? <laughs> Shocker. Um, have you ever guys ever heard the song uh, by? It's not Dashboard Confessional. Um, oh gosh, Plain White Tees. Uh, one, two, three, four. Uh, no. Oh yeah, what? Oh wait, that's uh. There's only yeah. one yeah. way to say uh the three words. That's yeah. what I'll do. That's what I'll do. I love you. So like we were somewhere and the song came on and we might have actually been seeing Plain White Tees in concert and we were having this like very romantic moment and because I'm a fucking asshole like instead of just singing the song right to my wife who I was like dancing with at the time I was like there's only one way to say three words and that's what I'll do I love Jews and she's like (laughs) fucking hell man (laughs) way to ruin a moment and I'm like got a sense of humor (laughs) I told you about that time my buddy Nick right you know the one that we should get on the pod that guy yeah Uh, yeah that one listening to uh, Community Property by Steel Panther (laughs) <laughs> I remember the story. His girlfriend at the time. Uh-huh. And like, you know, you know what was coming. And he mm-hmm. just like holds her hand and is like looking in her eyes. And it says, but my cock is community <laughs> property. She's like, you're a pig. <laughs> it makes me sick. So my first wife, I went with her back home to uh, Cleveland. Cleveland, Jesse. That's right. Cleveland, right the road. Yep. Yeah. Um, went back to go see her family in Cleveland. And Clutch happened to be playing Jesse. Ooh, beautiful. So I took her and her best friend, her best stripper friend at the time, to go see. Yay! Yeah, um, I've had an interesting life, and uh, we went to go see Clutch <laughs> in, in Cleveland. Oh, and yeah. um, there's a line in a Clutch song. Um, oh, oh gosh, help me out, Jesse. There's there's that one line. This had to have been on. Um, you put me on the spot. I fail miserably. So let's just see how well this goes. What came out around 2005, 2006? Uh, well, oh, gosh. Robot Hive Exodus. As, as, yeah, I was going to yeah. say Robot Hive Exodus. Oh, that, or, was, that, might, well, that was I'm guessing before. That I was only like know three of their albums. That might have been Beale, 2000. Beale Street? Yeah, it might have been Beale Street. Um, in any case, uh, oh, um, one more blogger and I might learn to like you. That one. Okay, all right, that's, uh, yep, see, on the spot, oh, can't remember, uh, what, I, I know the song, but yeah, I yeah, yeah. the title. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up in a second. Anyway, but that, lo- that line in particular, um, <clears throat> come a little closer, baby, I won't bite you. I won't bite you. Yeah. One more lager and I might learn to like you. I said that to my wife in her face. Nice. <laughs> and nice. she probably got laid, the... got laid five minutes later. <laughs> right? You can't treat him too nice, Jesse Starcher. You know what I'm talking about. Um, that's actually a line from Peter Griffin and Family Guy. Any case, people listening to this podcast going, he's married twice? How? All right. Yeah, how did he even get one? <laughs> exactly. How did he find uh, time to get married concerts... after watching The Family Guy so much? <laughs> I could have went and saw Clutch tonight, guys. I could have done oh. I'm going oh, this weekend. Well, Pensacola, I mean, they baby. Were in Asheville, so that's like three hours away. But I have Dude, no life. I'm driving like six hours to Pensacola, and I'm dragging my whole family. Um, Pensacola, yeah. I hardly knew. <laughs> All right. Speaking of uh, 
uh, what is it? The Bean Times. Good Times? Bean, bean Times? What's the fucking yeah, clutch song? Times. Bean Times. That's, <laughs> the, that's it. Weird Times. About, that's the name of the song. Masturbation. Bean Times. <laughs> 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 um, anywho. So I had to explain to my daughter what Rockabilly was when we were listening to Volbeat. I have to say, like I was, I had this on the car the other day when I took my kids to Shinobi to a parkour class, and we, you know, my son just playing on his video game. He don't give a shit what we're listening to. My daughter and I were like rocking out. We were totally rocking out to the Mexican Institute of Sound. She was jamming in her seat, but she uh, she great. got in, she got into Don't Trade on Me by Volby too. And so I had to explain to her what Rockabilly was. Then I had to explain to her Basketball Chains, Jesse, and 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 that boy did that bring back memories. <laughs> that that be Battleship Chains. Ba- basketball <laughs> Chains is a different thing. Um, okay. <laughs> Sorry, brain don't work too good. I, I have I have been scarred by battleship chains. Oh my so god! I'll never forget that. Jesse is the uh, most. I I said to Jesse the other night. I said if anybody of the people that we podcast with ever says a nasty thing to Jesse and I'm around, they're out of the fucking group. They are they <laughs> they are forever exiled. Nobody will ever. And the second person that goes for is fucking Evan because that poor bastard. But like <laughs> Jesse is the nicest guy ever, and he's so positive and that's why Jesse and Jesse and I work well and Robert and, and Robert Winfrey and I work well because you can't have two of the same thing on every show it gets boring so mm-hmm. Jesse is this really positive voice who, they, and then there's me who's like dick and prostitutes and anal fucking and you know and music sometimes yeah. right yep. and then there's Jesse Ash like chap. yeah exactly and then there's Jesse he's like wholesome and nice and, and I wrote notes with Grammarly and I'm lovely and I'm you know and I'm a beautiful Christian and he is and then we th- then we reviewed this fucking Volbeat album, and Jesse was like, "Fuck you and your mothers, this motherfucking shit." I was like, "Oh, Jesse." Uh, it wasn't that bad. It was more along the lines of I loved Volbeat. I, right. I, had, I had grown to appreciate what they had put out there. I was such a fan of um, the album Above Heaven, Below Hell, or I can't remember what it is now off the top of my head. But you know, Heaven Heaven Nor Hell uh, was one of the songs off there. Anyway, heaven is, heaven as we so progress. Yeah, sure. As we progress, we get to this next album, and they do a cover, which I didn't realize, I think, at, that was a cover at the time, but they covered Battleship Chains, and it was, oh my goodness, it was some kind of classic uh, hillbilly rock song that had, that had been put out there. I can't remember the name of the band, but it absolutely made no fucking sense. <laughs> and He's here, so mad. Is, this is going, and it, 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 I honestly think that it turned me. That album turned me uh, on a point where I was like not a fan of Volbeat's newer shit anymore. I really, I really became critical of what I was hearing and didn't like a lot of the stuff that they had been putting out after that. Um, and one of the things that remember when Don't Tread on Me released the uh, it, from from Volbeat, and it re- they also put a video out there. Mm-hmm. And I remember going, <laughs> I remember going, you know, this song kicks all sorts of ass, but this video is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> all it is, because I, I, I sat there and listened to the whole song waiting for something to happen in this video, which all it is, is a truck going down the road in a post-apocalyptic scene and crashing into shit and just continuing to drive on. And that's all you watch. And every once in a while, they'll zoom in on the tires, and then they'll pull back. And there the fucking truck's on fire. Look at that. And then we zoom in on the tires again. Oh, look at the grill. And I'm like, what What are we trying to say? Now, <laughs> let me stop, because here's what I recently found out. Just so long, like within the last week, 
so we had all these videos dropping for these songs that were on here. Corey, Teller, uh, Corey Taylor's rendition of Holier Than Thou, Ghost's rendition of Inner Sandman, all have videos. And guess what? Volbeats puts them to fucking shame because the rest of them look like some kind of fucking... It's, it's not as bad as... Uh, what, what was it we watched with Pantera, the MS8 oh. version of uh, whatever the fuck that was? But it, Wait, it's we know, not as... I, I, that, that either someone said, either Robert just tried to say it, we talked over him. Um, fucking the Black Sabbath song. Help me, Robert. Oh, uh, fuck. A hole in the sky. Nope. Damn it. Nope. <laughs> the other one. Something uh, about weed, wasn't it? I thought it was something about weed, but I, I could be wrong. Hang on. Uh, something about, oh, uh, Sweet Leaf? No. No. God damn it. I don't know. The only one I, only one I could think of that Pantera did was the badge and hole in the sky no they've done shit tons of covers let me help you guys out here let me help you jesse you find i'm looking it up let me help once we figure it out i'm gonna finish i got it planet Planet yes planet caravan there it is there it is so uh, cooper i don't know if you noticed or not but at at one point mark and i beavis and butthead had a shit ton of videos called the metal hammer of doom extra and uh, we started remember, with that. I wanted to get in on it, but also I'm lazy. Oh, I understand. It's okay. <laughs> By the but way, the, the, the peak of that. Well, there were two peaks. The first peak was the one was the one we did for were temper temper, where Jesse and I were crying laughing at this song. <laughs> I don't think we had more fun on anything else we were doing than we had reviewing temper temper. Um, I don't remember the band anymore, but <laughs> this is just it's like an anger management group that goes insane. But the best was right before Jesse became essential, we did an entire slew of Metal Hammer of Doom extras with, that we decided were all interconnected and made one big story. Oh, it was fantastic. Oh, we had to stop it. We we went from Ice T's, uh, what was it called, it was Mark? Body Help count. me out. It was Body Count. Body, oh, yeah, body Count. House, motherfucker. It was, yes, it was. Body Count. What was the name of the song, though? Help me out. It was. Um, Oh shit! Uh, what talk shit get shot? No, it was it was one off the recent album. Anyway, he's taking over a a, a uh, he's taking over a news station. I can't remember the name of the fucking song. But anyway, that led into a lot the Ozzy Osbournes uh, release, <laughs> and we tied those fucking two together. And then we went into Nightwish. I think Nightwish yeah, was, was in there. We were all over we the fucking great, place. Great but Mark, no, no, the greatest, the greatest. Uh, Metal Hammer of Doom Extra was when we watched uh, that student film that was <laughs> uh, right. Yes, who, yes. Who fucking did that one? Uh, oh god, it was the, um. The, it, oh my god, it was one of those like German like one of those German uh, metal bands that I that I turned you on to that the, I loved. Uh, we well, okay. So but anyway, yeah, we'll but it was like but out. it was like whatever the what was they like shot in Africa and it was like a student. I'm going to look it up now real quick. Yes, please find that because I re- I need to remember the name of the band. But the video, we we had no idea what we were getting into when we were getting into this thing. And it turns out, you know, let's just say a, a monkey throws something and blows a helicopter up <laughs> from the ground. And he launched something into the sky and blew a helicopter out of the air. But back to Volbeat and their fantastic video of a truck going across. Heaven shall burn. Heaven shall burn. Yes, 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 yes. We gotta share that with Coop as soon as this is over with, because that's probably that is peak for me. Um, I, I'm doing I, it right I, now. I almost pissed myself laughing. I'm doing it right because, now. I'm finding it. Okay. All right. All right. All right. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Volbeat's, Volbeat's truck going over a post-apocalyptic landscape beats all the other Blacklist videos that I've seen. So I'll give them credit for that, even though I gave them a ton of shit 
going into it about how this video completely sucked. The version of Don't Tread on Me by Volbeat, fantastic. Loved it. Loved it. Um, the, now, uh, Mark, the best, the best video nope. I saw was uh, Off's version of Holier Than Thou. Okay, all right. Was there actually something happening it was a, in it? It was an actual video. That's good. That I see. I didn't get there. Yeah, it was. Uh, I just it was on their playlist for it, but it was. Uh, yeah, it had like a really shitty corrupt preacher trying to uh, get back rubs from women and pretty much being like, "All right, so we ain't gonna fucking make it to Puerto Rico without uh, without you guys getting money. So don't take no for an answer." <laughs> I think Holier Than Thou is probably at least top three off of this album, the you know, the Black album for me uh, in in terms of what I really really enjoyed. Um, so I enjoyed a lot of those renditions too, as well. But I mean, let me just—I guess—I'll—I'll I'll push it forward there. Mark, Mark has found the video. So at some point, Mark, or at some point, Coop, you'll have to sit down and and just basically listen to me and Mark laugh for probably <laughs> five minutes. Well, no, I, th- that's not the one we did. That this is just the video. I think he just needs to experience the video. Okay, well then, when you do that, I'll find the metal hammer of Doom Extra and I'll I'll, I'll turn it towards you. But I turn it back over to you, Mark, if you want to you push it on along to Sebastian and Metallica, which was another another one I threw up there just because of how funky that one sounded. What do you think a, of that one? That was a weird one, man. Um, it was it was I. This is one where I kind of see what Cooper's saying about like some of these just sound like. They took the song and then just sort of messed with it, like you know, like like they opened up their copy of Garage Band and were like, "What can I mess with?" And they were just experimenting. Mm. Uh, it's it's a bizarre one. Okay, all right. Now the the, the fun the, the, of that group, the Chris Stapleton "Nothing Else Matters" kicks all kinds of ass. But I, I my favorite, probably my favorite thing on the here besides the Mexican Institute of Sound is the Who's through the Never. I fucking love the Who, and if you're just and if you're like. Just listening to this, you don't know what we're talking about. The Who was like a Mongolian band. They're fucking H-U, great. H.U., yeah. Make sure, make, uh, make sure you... Because pre- a lot of people may be thinking like the Who came back on tour just to do a black, yeah. song, black album no, song. No, not, not, the <laughs> British, not the British band The Who. The H.U. Who. This like Mongolian metal band. They're, they're like the, the, <laughs> the best H-U. thing out there. The H.U. Who. But yeah, their iteration. Like, that was another one where I was just like... Now that one, my my daughter wasn't so much into. She thought it was okay, but like I'm in the seat, just fucking, just jamming and driving and bouncing. My daughter's like, "We're gonna die," and I'm like, "Yeah," but there's no better way to die than by listening to "Through the Never" by the Who. It's fucking amazing. Didn't the Who do another Metallica cover, or is this the yes. one? Yes. Okay. No, they did. They did another one called. Uh, they did a rendition of "Sad but True," so they must have decided not to put that one on the album. And I remember <laughs> listening to that one and going, "Holy shit, that one kicks ass." Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is, it this is good enough. Who. Sad, <laughs> sad where who? <laughs> no, nothing to be sad about. Uh, so, now, can you fit Cindy, any more star power? Cindy Lou who? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Doctor so speaking, speaking of the who, what about what? Miley Cyrus and Elton John. And yeah, let's go with Miley. Grandma! Where, <laughs> where was fucking there. Elton John at? Was he just on the keyboards? I probably been, yeah, can we talk about what a fucking white white Miley Cyrus's balls finally dropped and she sounds like a dude. <laughs> I, what the fuck I, happened here? He definitely sounds different. Mark, I believe you have a clip. I do have a fact. clip. You set this up, Jesse, and then when and then you give me the the, the go ahead and I'll and I'll play it. Well, it's kind of easy to 
point, or I should say, draw lines to a previous Metallica song off of the album Reload, where Miley Cyrus somehow went back in time and featured her vocals on that one as well. Mark Radlich hit hit my music. The memory remains. Martin. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. Uh, hang on. That's enough of that. Beautiful. Well, can you can you tell? I mean, can you see yeah, what I'm no. saying there? Yeah, if you didn't, like, if I didn't know any better and you were like, oh, Miley Cyrus is on that song and she's doing the la, 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 large penis on me. Like, yeah, I would oh, totally wait, wait, believe wait. you. I wait. believe oh, that's, that's a, what she That's said. another video, sir. <laughs> Miley Cyrus in her huge cock. Um, oh. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Uh, nobody really does. <laughs> <laughs> nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition or Miley Cyrus's huge penis. Um, her her massive donger and old man she, balls. Her voice sounds deeper than most men I know. It is the weirdest fucking thing. Yeah. she. I mean, she's got a lot of range, too. It's featured on this. And I, I really can say that that version of Nothing Else Matters is one of the standouts out of the list uh, and and like i said you can't fit any more star power in that freaking when we song watch, when we watch black mirror and at the end of the episode that she's on she does the actual cover of head like a hole by nine inch nails and i really and i remember talking to you at the time about that going i really liked her rendition of head like a hole um i just like i didn't realize just how deep a register she can hit like she doesn't sound and this is not an insult. Like, I know most of what I say is insults. But this is not an insult. But she sounds yeah. fucking manly. Like, she doesn't... Sa- like, her voice is not feminine in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And it's not that it's bad. Like, I don't, I don't really care. It's so funny because, like, we did uh, Life of Agony not that long ago. And we did The River Runs Red. And we kind of compared it to whatever the new album was post-transition for uh, Mina Caputo. And I struggled with it, and I don't care that Mina is Mina. That wasn't the issue. In fact, I was, like, wildly advocating for Mina to be happy uh, as a transitioned uh, female. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the issue. The issue is she couldn't get rid of her Keith Caputo voice, no matter how hard she tried. Yeah. And, and, it, and, it, and, it was, and it was, like, because she just wasn't, like, either she couldn't or she wasn't allowing herself to full, go full-on deep voice like she would in early Life of Agony, the vocals in the new Life of Agony sounded bizarre. Like, this is the opposite to where, like, Miley Cyrus is, like, full-throated man voice and it sounds awesome. I agree. And and it's honestly just kind of, it surprised me because I just did not see it coming in the slightest. Mm -hmm. Like, I kept being like, that's not Elton John. Who the (laughs) fuck is that? I really was waiting for fucking Elton John, though. It was like, yeah, you know, you you got him on the credits. At least let the man sing. (laughs) Yeah, I was I was kind of hoping 
hoping as well. I actually listened to it twice just to see if like maybe I missed something. But yeah, he's breaking a rocket you just man his way through. He's yeah. <laughs> I would have loved that. That would have been great. I would have loved to have heard that. But he did a fantastic job on the piano. Completely mm-hmm. stands out. I'm not too familiar with Yo-Yo Ma's work. I've heard that, well, let's just say I've watched a Seinfeld episode that referenced Yo-Yo Ma. And uh, I hope like, let's, somebody Let's just that. say I'm uncultured swine. Yeah, we'll put it that way. Same. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, if it, whatever there's so much on that song it every you could pick out just about everything that each artist is doing and it is done fantastically all right last four songs of the night we've got what coop what what what, what, what? i was just chuckling at the last last of the night and i'm just like i'm sure the listeners are like fucking finally (laughs) (laughs) all right we've got good night you, you can get through this album a lot uh, a lot later than our podcast, so there you go. We got Of Wolf of Man by Goodnight Texas, The God That Failed by Emel LeMay, My Friend of Misery by Izuve, and Struggle Within by Rodrigo Gabriela. Off through the new day's mist I run Out from the new day's mist I've come I hunt, therefore I am Harvest the land Taking of the fallen lamb Off through the new day's mist I run Out from the new day's mist I've come We shift pulsing with the earth
Well, that's Metallica Blacklist in all of its glory. I have to say, um, that uh, Imelda May, The God That Failed, is better than the Metallica version. That is some Ooh. hot bananas right there. That is some good shit. Yeah, I really like that. I noticed that the Idols version, it was different as well. I know we didn't play that, but I, I don't know if you've ever listened to the Idols before. I never have, but I could tell you that if they sound like the, what they did in that cover uh, for The God That Failed, Follow The God That Failed! Sounds like fucking Rob Liefeld <laughs> doing an impre- impersonation of fucking Todd McFarlane, which nice. nobody probably gets that outside of the metal <laughs> community unless you're a comic book fan. But trust me, it sounds like this. Rob, Rob, you got to stop doing that. But uh, anyway, that's what uh, <laughs> that's what idols remind me of. Okay, uh, telling him to stop drawing, trying to draw feet. Stop, Mar- Rob, you got to get your book out on time. Rob, Rob, you got to stop that. Boulder got that failed. <laughs> nice well done that's fucking funny <laughs> uh but anyway yeah yeah that i'm out of may i had to land on that one it, it was uh it was a great rendition of the god that failed i really like that um uh, my friend of misery I, I really enjoyed that take i that's one of the i think my second least favorite song off of the album i'm not a fan of that song off the black album but her rendition of it's really good uh and we had two songs there that really only got one cover uh of wolf and man and the struggle within both which you know the struggle within doesn't even have any vocals but it's done fantastically again another another great cover that's just straight up uh acoustic and we got some drums hand drums in there so i enjoyed it but I mean, to close this out, I think uh, for for myself, uh, I really, I really enjoyed what we got uh, out of the fifty-some songs. There were definitely 
there's something here for just about everyone and you can make your own black uh, you can make your own black album covers hashtag covers mark radlich hey if you're interested in checking this out if you haven't heard it yet and you're like where can i find the metallica blacklist you know where you can find it jesse where can you find it jesse i imagine somewhere on amazon you can find it on amazonmusic.com and you know you might be thinking well i don't want to pay for it because Obviously, valuable things are given away for free. Warner Brothers Pictures and HBO Max. Um, <laughs> shots fired. Shots fired. I'm to burn. Um, yeah, I don't want to pay for nothing. Well, that's okay because we're giving away a free 30 days of Amazon Music Unlimited. Um, you can stream all you want. You can stream the Blacklist. You can stream the Black Album. You can stream the Blackout. You can stream the Black Eyed Peas. It doesn't matter. Um, you get a free 30 uh, days. Thank you. Uh, you can get a free 30 days on us by clicking the link at getamazonmusic.com slash W2M network for a free 30 days of the free of the Amazon Music Unlimited service. Uh, you, sign, you fill out the sign-up process, agree to the 30 days, and if you like it, you keep past that. You pay the monthly fee like you would for Spotify or Apple Music. You don't, you cancel, no fuss, no must, no contracts, no pains in the butt. Robert Cooper, I'm going to give you the final word here. You listen to all nine hours of The Blacklist. What did you think? Uh, I thought that I would also come up with a pretty good uh, covers album with songs that weren't on this. Okay. <laughs> so uh, for Inner Sandman, uh, Prong covered it. I okay. love me some Prong. Sure. Uh, let's see. Oh, I don't know what song that is. A Holier Than Thou, Testament covered. Okay. Ooh, the Unforgiven was actually covered by an industrial metal band called The Defiled. Yep. Uh, wherever I may roam. Uh, Apocalyptica did that in 96, of course. Don't Tread on Me was actually done by uh, ICS Vortex, who has been in Demu Borgir and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, Through the Never, we've got Evile and Firewind covering that. Nice. Nothing like, else like, matters. Like we said, uh, Firewind. Okay. I fucking love Firewind. Uh, of Wolf and Man, Savage Messiah, who they fucking kick ass. I love them. Uh, Sodom covered the struggle within in 2011, and I fucking love Sodom. And of course, the one song I wish was on here, uh, "My Friend of Misery" by Dark Tranquility. Oh, like yes. I fucking like I love that cover so much. They have some really fucking banging covers on the it's on the the uh, deluxe edition of the gallery from I think 95 or 96. Fucking love that album. Nice. Anywho, uh, to wrap up my thoughts on everything. Uh, there were some really fucking good songs on here. I'm not going to lie. Uh, the Good Night Texas of Wolf and Man, I can live without for the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, there's actually some really interesting ideas that you get from a lot of these. Uh, which, you know, coming in, I was just expecting a bunch of ho-hum, humdrum horse shit. And, uh, no, I was actually pretty... I was happily surprised by, you know, what they were able to... Uh, give us overall I would definitely say if you're a big fan of the band Dave what the fuck are you doing <laughs> I am the captain <laughs> my name is Dave Meow. new band we're going to be talking about next week Dave what the fuck are you doing right here <laughs> oh, yeah. on the Metal Hammer Doom the fuck <laughs> is Dave <laughs> who the fuck oh. is Dave <laughs> he's my cat no okay, that's a, right. it's a bit it's a bit okay. that's, that's a cat Oh, yeah, I mean, he is my cat. My mom refuses to call him by his name because that's my dad's name, and she hates my dad. 
Uh, it's fantastic. Anywho, uh, I would say, especially if you find bands that you like, or maybe you just kind of hear, like, you know, maybe if you're not even a metal fan and you just kind of see this, give it a fucking shot. I mean, I didn't love everything on here, but I'm also a big fucking metalhead that doesn't enjoy, uh, doesn't enjoy Rey Mysterio's entrance theme like some people on this podcast, and that's okay. Totally. Well, you can't all right. Uh, but uh, overall, like, yeah, I, I can't exactly give this a solid grade. Uh, I mean, a real grade. I, I would really give it like a solid three out of five just because you're going to find something. But it's kind of hard because this was for charity anyways. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, this weekend, we've got some re-airs for you. We've got the 93 to 09 Clutch Retrospective. And then we've got our review of Earth Rocker. And then on Monday, we'll be back here again to do Andrew WK's God is Partying. And then at the end of the month, the 29th, oh, Jesse, church is in session. It's time to oh, repent. Confess. I can't wait. Confess to the poppy, Jesse. Confess your sins. Yep. Yep. I will gladly worship at the altar of poppy. Of the poppy. Do you worship at the altar of the poppy? You should, Robert Cooper. Confess your sins to the poppy. I listened to one song by her, and I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, a little, it's another long night on the Metal Hammer of Doom. <laughs> no, well, I mean, if I really don't like something, I can have some fun. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. good. We, we love the poppy here, and we can't, we can't get enough. Our Christmas show this year is the poppy Christmas EP plus some other stuff she did. Can't get enough of that. Can't get enough of that sugar crisp or poppy. Um, in the meantime, myself and Robert Winfrey can't get a podcast done in under two hours, so we spent that amount of time talking about Malignant, among other things. Uh, for like the last three days, it's been all Jesse all the time. <laughs> the Look Sunday, out. Is, Sunday was uh, the second to last ever syndicated source material that he did. Savage Dragon, he did that with Ronnie Adams, and then him, the Calandros family, and Ronnie Adams talked Why the Last Man in conjunction with the new Why the Last Man TV show on FX on Hulu. And then uh, he did something old, something new, and something blue. Uh, him and Cole Marantet talked Transformers Back to the Future. So that's all up in the archives. Tomorrow, Gavin Napier will finally break his hiatus from podcasting, and we'll talk Ted Lasso Season 1. So oh, go wow. ahead and uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. So go ahead and give that a uh, a shot. Um, if Is you like, it's amazing. Um, if you enjoy, if you've just now listened to us for the first time, and you've enjoyed us, and and really, why wouldn't you? Last week we did Iron Maiden Senjutsu, and the week before that uh, we did D Snyder Leave a Scar, and a couple of months ago we did the Buck Cherry because who doesn't love the cocaine, Mama? Can you wait? So. Mm-hmm. We've uh, we've been doing the Metal Hammer of Doom since like 2012, I think. So, uh, we yes. all, so we have um, just on this feed alone, we've got stuff going all the way back to 2017 to listen to almost weekly, uh, except for when Jesse was essential and I stopped doing Sad Man specials. Um, <laughs> but uh, other than that, like I said, we went pretty much weekly for a really long time, and we're putting up more of the 2012 through 2000. 17 stuff uh, almost every week so there's shit tons of Metal Hammer of Doom on this feed so if you like us but you're not really into like football and soccer and movies and television but you just want to hear the Metal Hammer of Doom come subscribe 
uh, subscribe to the podcast. There's a link tree. It'll take you anywhere that you want to listen to podcasts, wherever it is you found this, if you don't want to listen to it where you found it. Plus, all of our shit's on YouTube. Um, again, we, we encourage you to like, comment, and subscribe. I'm If you want to check me out, I'm on at Mark Rattledge on Twitter. Uh, I will answer you. I will respond <laughs> to questions and queries and insults and constructive and non-constructive criticism. Um, unless whatever you say is dumb, then I'm not going to respond because who cares. But <laughs> if you're like, but but why are you the way you are? I'll respond to that all day long. Um, and more, more to the point, and this is the last thing I'm going to say and then we'll get out of here. Uh, if you happen to be on Apple Podcasts and you're listening to us there, before you delete this, before you mark this podcast as played, go down a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more. There it is. That's the spot. That's where the rate and review section is. You'll find a comment there that says, what the heck? Write something else. I don't care what else. Just anything. I don't even care how many stars you give us. That's not what I'm after. I'm, I'm not begging for clout like most of the girls on TikTok. I just want that comment gone. I don't care if it gets replaced by not only what the heck, but fuck you, Rattledge. Great! I love to see my name in print next to the words fuck you. (laughs) Or if you have something complimentary, I guess that's good too. Either way, please get rid of that one comment from before I was on this feed that says what the heck. That's all I ask. Is that too much to ask, (laughs) I don't think so. I, I, I think, you know, we ought to start with one star and work our way up. Yeah, but uh, you know, I you know, I'm perfectly fine with one star as well. But yeah, give us, give us, leave us a comment there. I mean, I've only been at this since 2006. It's fine. I you mean, know. what the heck doesn't even emote anything? It's like somebody's <laughs> confused. Yeah. Like, did they accidentally land on this comment page and decide <laughs> to respond in some way? I don't know. At least give us an affirming the, review, such as you, you guys suck, or wow, I can't wait to listen to more. See, we used to get really great comments on YouTube, like you guys are you guys were having a lot of fun, and then went suddenly racist, and now I hate you. See, that's great. We know what we did wrong. <laughs> we we can learn. Um, stop making fun of poor baby metal. Okay, I understand what you're saying. Oh, oh man. Um, <laughs> how talk dare... about PTSD, Coop? How oh. dare... <laughs> it drove Jesse off of YouTube. Is what happened there. <laughs> Oh, geez, really? (laughs) Yeah, long story. All right, that's it. That's all for me. Jesse, you got anything? Uh, No, hey, listen, I made a Rob Liefeld, Todd McFarlane joke earlier, and I run a 90s. I run it. I I host it. We'll just put it that way. A 90s-centric comic. You run that shit, Jesse. 90s-centric comic podcast called Unspoken Issues. And, folks, you can check out some of that great stuff in the archive. Recently, we talked about Rocco's Modern Life and Duckman, two of the final issues of their respective series. And then Chris Armstrong and I just kind of went on uh, a little bit of a discussion about past experiences in our lives as they relate to the comic books. So that's that's all that was. But hey, if you dig 90s comics, check that out. We also do the Tripped Up Trivia right here on the Rattlich and Broadcasting Network. It's We're, we're shooting for monthly uh, trivia podcasts. And if you like to play trivia and you, and you like podcasts, well, this last episode that we did on toys was pretty fun. I got a little shit about how long I wrote the questions, but that's okay. I'm perfectly fine with that. Game was about an hour long, and then you could stick around for another half hour and listen to these guys give me hell. It was a lot of fun. Um, Jesse wrote but... AP questions. <laughs> I got in trouble because I talked about how eager kids wanted Nerf guns in their hands. 
and I I d- disagree, but hey, whatever. Um, anyway, yeah, you can check that out as well. I think that's it. Coop, you're you're up, buddy. Uh, my cat needs to get out of the fucking blinds because I have to pay for that if they break. Uh, the only podcast that I'm ever involved with uh, that's not this one, Hey Dave, love you, uh, is uh, Remind Me Why I'm Sober. My friend Hannah Woodcox uh, has been doing that off and on for the past few months. Uh, she started back doing it again, I hope, because she's been advertising it. So knock on wood, it's going to bring something uh, something aboot. Uh, beyond that, hey, the new NBA 2K is out. So if anybody wants to play me, I am uh, at uh, Hammer of Coop on the uh, PS4. Play me in 2K. Uh, I'm not great, but I play it a lot. So uh, i got to count for something. And, uh, yeah. All right. Praise hey. Hale, raise Dale. <laughs> I am the captain. My name is Dave. He is the cat, and his name is Dave. Oh, my God. We've been at cat. this for over two fucking hours. Fuck my life. Be well. It's a classic. Be well, be safe, and behave.